Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Well, uh, once a week we try to hook up with a member of the Edmonton Oilers alumni, and we're going to do so right now for Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. We welcome back to the show Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, the former heavyweight champ of the National Hockey League, and a unique guy, George LaRock. Hello, George. How are you doing? Very good, Bob. How's everyone on your side? Uh, yeah, we're okay. We're okay. We're moving oh, yeah. the show to 5 to 7 in the fall. Uh, okay. We've been noon to 2 for the last 12 years. I went uh, to uh, Irma and spent some time with Jerry Johansson, and Carrie Price is one of his clients. And, uh, well, Carrie uh, had quite the moment at the NHL draft, didn't he, when it came to the Canadians making their first uh, uh, pick uh, at fifth overall. Yeah, he did, and you know, you know what's crazy about that is when I was there, I was on the floor uh, during the draft, and uh, uh, I was there an hour before the draft, and uh, it was determined that he was going to pick that player, and they weren't going to trade. They had, he was their guy uh, right from the get-go, and uh, he had a lot of time to practice the last name, but <laughs> it was funny how he missed it. Things happen, you know, but uh, again, uh, I have nothing with David. He's going to be a good D-man for the Canadians for years to come. But I think they picked the wrong guy. Who Should they have taken the Russian? Yes. Matthew Mitchkoff? See, the thing is, Bob, if you look at the team, because when I say that to people, people are like, well, the other team passed on him too. Well, first of all, the top, five, the top four that were there, you know, it was okay to pass by on Mitchkoff to get these guys because they were sure bet. Mitchkov is the second best player in the draft, but because of everything that surrounded it, um, it was okay for those top four teams to get there. But at number four, at number five, it's okay to get a guy even if it might take three years to get him. By the way, so people know, the team that he's in is known to negotiate with NHL teams so the players could come in before three years. Right. It's, it's just that, you know, Philadelphia, I was at the draft. They did everything to move down to get Mitchkov, and they get him at seven. That, that was unreal. I couldn't believe it. And, and I saw the Coyotes and asked them why they didn't take him at six, and he, he refused to meet them. <laughs> he didn't want to meet that team. He didn't want to go there. So that's why they didn't take him, because I was wondering what the Coyotes uh, were doing with that jacket. That well, so you're, you're lying. You're, didn't you play for the Coyotes? Weren't, you got, you're laughing about this, George, because... Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but I asked to be traded, too, Bob. You know, <laughs> you, 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 I'm in Edmonton, right? We're playing for a team, diehard team, that if we miss the, play, if we miss the playoff, it's the last game of the season is by two points, and then we're playing for the playoff in the Cup, you go to, to the Coyotes, they were out of the playoffs in December, you know, and, and, and we were, it was like a country club atmosphere, like we were winning like the others in the 80s, but we were losing every game. I didn't want to be there anymore, so I asked to be traded. Yeah. And then I went to Pittsburgh. But hey, Bobby George, went, George, we yeah. started the show because I went out to Irma to do an event uh, with Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corp, and, you know, he was involved with Stephen Kotlowitz. You might know those guys. Yeah. Yeah, my, yeah, my former agent. Yeah, you're for, I was with them for a long time. You're there for a long time. 
Did you love, like, you know what I always notice? Like, we're going to go down to Red Deer here for the Battle of Alberta Golf Tournament. And uh, whenever I go out, to, you know, we were in White Court earlier this year for an Oilers. Whenever you go to these smaller rural communities in Alberta, the passion they have for the Oilers is unbelievable, isn't it? So the passion for the Oilers is big everywhere. And, and, and it's awesome to see that because people are, are loyal. But let me tell you that having McDavid helps a lot for that because McDavid is every kid's favorite player, right? Yes. So, you know, because of that, like, it's so easy to love the Oilers because the Oilers, uh, you know, even though it's sad that they haven't won yet, um, McDavid does so many spectacular play that every kid wants to be like that. Every kid's kidding because they want to be like him, right? So because of that, it makes it easier and it makes the Oilers known spectacular and everybody wants to see them. And it's awesome to see because... You know, like, like, I want everybody in Alberta to love the Oilers, Bob. You know, <laughs> you know, everyone, even the Flames fans, they should love the Oilers because the Flames, they are not going anywhere. No one wants to play for Calgary anymore, but everyone's to, everyone wants to play for the Oilers. The only thing is we have cap space problem that makes it that we cannot take everyone, but still, uh, I think it's way better to be an Oilers fan than a Calgary fan. Yeah, is it a good time to be a Canadians fan? Not yet. Uh, they will be good in uh, in uh, in a couple years. They're not ready to make the playoffs yet. Uh, they're going the right direction. Again, I, I, I don't understand that draft. It was a draft for Ford. We got a D-man. Uh, okay, the D-man is going to be good, but they have tons of D-man already. But, you know, if I look at uh, the future of it, obviously it's bright. They're going the right direction. But, man, it's, winning is tough. It's tough to win in, in the NHL. But you know what's awesome, and I think you probably said about it, but the toughest division in the NHL is the Atlantic Division, man. Rock'em, sock'em. You're going to have to come yeah. out of retirement, right? You're going to have to yeah. help out Jacki. You know, um, or am I, uh, uh, you know, there's some guys that I might help out this summer because, Reeves is going to take over that division, and Max Domi is going to be annoying as hell having Reeves around him. Luchik playing for Neely is going to be more physical, is going to fight more. Jack Eipel, Zeta, and then Boko Imama in Ottawa. Now he's going to make the team for sure. Uh, now, uh, you know, he's going to need some points. So, uh, Boko Imama was the heavyweight champ in the Quebec League, right? Yes, he was. Okay. He went to Phoenix, and then he and he signed with Ottawa. He's making the team. Didn't they, didn't, they, didn't they just sign uh, Zach McEwen with a three-year deal? Ottawa? Uh, uh, I don't know if they did, but I think that Boko is going to make it. Yeah? So they have to. You have no choice. Uh, you know, Battle of Ontario, Battle like Montreal, Quebec, like, uh, sorry, Battle of uh, Quebec, Toronto, it, it's going to be insane. They're going to have no choice to do so because Ryan Reeves, it's tough, and he's going to get tons of endorsement deal in Toronto. He's going to take over that division. George, so right McEwen, McEwen did sign a three-year deal with Ottawa. Ottawa's tough, too, because they got Brady Kachuk, and Brady can... Brady's... Yeah, li- well, you don't want... I know. You don't want Brady. You don't want him to fight Reeves. Is McEwen tough enough to, buy, to fight Reeves? Uh, he's not on Reeves' level. He's a, he's, he's a really good light heavyweight fighter. Yeah, but 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 Boko is tougher than McEwen. Yeah, I'd say so at this stage. So so that's so that's why they're gonna have no choice. And uh, and and I like what the Leafs did because the Leafs, uh, you know, with all the talent that they had, they needed someone that's gonna change dimension of the team. And it's known that every team Reeves been on, 
players are playing bigger, they're playing more physical, they have more room, and, and, and Matthews winning the, uh, the Rocket Richard this year. If he's healthy, if he's healthy, he's winning Rocket Richard because he's going to have so much room with Reeves in his lineup, he's going to light it up this year. Yeah. What did you think, think of the Brinkett trade to Detroit? Uh, I was talking to, uh, actually, um, I'm saying this, uh, but you wouldn't know because I said it in French. But when I came back from the draft, the day after the draft, I was talking to a scout in, in Ottawa, and they were telling me that uh, the only place he wanted to go was Detroit. I, I said that to everyone and when I was back in Montreal. He wanted to play, to be back home, and he put uh, Ottawa in a, in, in, in a tough place. It's tough to negotiate when another, the only yeah. place that the player wants to go is Detroit. So I was wondering, like, like with all the players in Ottawa, would you, why would you want to go there? You know, who wants to go play in Detroit? But, you know, it's – and, and, you know, Detroit is very, very lucky because you're getting a gift there. You have, you have like, um, who's that, Zadina? Like, who's that, like the, the guy that you just bought out that was uh, – was, uh, Zadina. Yeah, Zadina. Like, yeah, you lose him thinking he should be part of your future, and then you let him go, and then you get, you're having the brief cat to come in. Well, I'm sure they – George, I'm sure what happened here – is Steve Eiserman went to Zadina's agent and said, "Well, we'll put him on waivers, and if nobody picks him up, you guys have to get you know let's have a conversation." And in fairness to Z- Zadina, he bet on himself and said, "I'll terminate the deal," and he signed with San Jose because he's you know he now he got he got bought out at one third, so he's going to get some money. It's almost going to work out the same with what he got at one point one because he was making one point eight million in Detroit, so a buyout for his age group is one third. Which is six hundred thousand, George, and yeah, he signs. Bob. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but Bob, you're right. But I'm not saying that. I'm saying that Zadina was supposed to be the future of the Detroit for a while. And then the, when you lose a guy like that without nothing in return, it's tough. But they could almost say they lost him and they got a gift with the breakout because they didn't give anything to get the breakout. And then now, like Detroit is starting to have a team now. The breakout is only 25 years old, so. For Detroit sign, that's very good because you lose the Dina, you wonder what direction the team is going, and then you get the breakout. So that's awesome for CDY. George, we got a text here on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. You can ask George, Bob. Montreal has too many smaller players. Doesn't make sense to draft another small forward that's Russian. Are the Canadians too small at forward? Well, New Hook, I didn't understand it. I know that they did everything to get Dubois, which is funny because Dubois, he did like many other Quebecers did, uh, uh, saying that they want to play in Montreal. They used the Canadian to raise the ante. He was never going to sign in Montreal. That's why he accepted an extension with the Kings, and then the Kings traded for him. But uh, he was never going to be there. If playing for Torres is too much pressure for him, the pressure of playing Montreal would be even bigger. So when, when he was gone, they felt like their plan B was New Hook. New hook is too small. Again, for years, Montreal has been hurt because they were a small team. Look at their center line now with New Hook that is there. They're too small. So that's why I don't understand why they did this. Um, hopefully, it's going to work out for them. Hopefully, they don't go three years in a row, Bob, with a record of game loss. Because, you know, two years in a row now, they break the record for guys playing, play, like being hurt, missing games. But when you have a small team, that's what that does. How, uh, what's the thought process? What do the fans think of Kirby Doc, George? Oh, no, you're right. Kirby Doc is gold. Listen, Kirby Doc is so good, and he did so good this year, that 
because he did so good, nobody wanted to trade him one-on-one -on -one for Dubois. Think about it. Right. Dubois, like, with the reputation that he has, how long he's been in the league, like, Doc is so precious now with his contract and what he's giving you. People are like, no, we want to keep Doc, not Dubois. So just that right there. Because the Jets want, that's what they wanted to do straight up, one for one. And the Fagman Charles said, no, shows you how much uh, Kirby Doc is appreciated and uh, is going to be a really good forward for years to come. George, I went to uh, the draft in 02 in Toronto and then. In 2009 in Montreal, 2010 was in L.A., 2011 was in St. Paul, Minnesota, 2012 in Pittsburgh, 2013 was New Jersey, 2014 was Philly, 2015 McDavid's draft was in Florida. Uh, you see a trend here, 2016 was in Buffalo, 2017 was uh, Yamamoto, that was in Chicago, 2018 was Dallas, 2019 was in Vancouver. I went to all those drafts. You went to the one in Nashville. Did you get in any trouble down there? No, no, I didn't. Uh, I'm too old now, Bob. Choir boy, absolute I, choir boy. I yeah, I didn't go out once, Bob. I just uh, we did our inclusion coalition meeting that we did, okay, uh, you know, with the NHL. So uh, no, I I'm, I've done my time. So you when didn't I do a did you, you didn't do a radio show at all down there when you were down there. Uh, Why? Well, yeah, my radio show I did. I, okay. I did some clips because I'm on vacation for three months. But no, I didn't. I didn't go out anywhere. I didn't do anything, Bob, for real. Uh, I just... Okay. Now it's all... It don't, that time is over. George, George, three-hour vacation? You get a three-hour... So that you do the no, radio sorry, show nine months, months a year? Three months. Three months. Yeah, nine months a year, yeah. Oh, oh sorry. I get a three-hour vacation. You get a three-month... You're taking time on your vacation to join us here in Oilers now? You really must love coming on in Edmonton. Well, I do, but for me, talking to you is not a vacation. You know, I love it. I love to, I, I love to, I'd love to do it more in your show, but you don't like me enough. Oh, but, stop. Uh, <laughs> no, but I always do things. You know, I work for the NHL. I, I talk with you. I do so many of the other things, that, Bob, that... Uh, it's I not really like a vacation. Stop. Yeah. Exactly. But I just... I'm an active guy. I like to work. I like to talk hockey. I watch what's going on every day. And, and I have to be on all the time, right? Because my radio show, when it starts... Uh, if I don't follow every day what's going on and talk to people and stuff, what am I going to talk about? Because I have to create content, right? So, and after there was been going on and talk about so many things, so many things happens, right? So, you always have to be on in the NHL and know what's going on and talk to players, talk to teams, and and to know and then to talk about things that are interesting for for the listeners. Yeah. All right. Hey, Oz, you got you got you got to have one more story. You got to have a story here, George. Uh, we have a mutual acquaintance, Robin Brownlee. And you pulled off one of the greatest practical jokes ever in St. Paul, Minnesota with Robin. Were you, were, you, were, you, were you there? You told me the story. So can you, yeah. do, can you tell a story yeah, without, yeah, without yeah. swearing? Okay. Bob, I haven't sworn in a year. <laughs> I think the list right now the listeners would. Anyways, uh, you got about yeah. a minute. Go for it. Okay, so Robin Brownlee, when, when Minnesota, I'm not playing that game. And I'm sitting in the press box and there's like, Two, three levels at a press box. I'm in the third level, then the second level. And I'm way behind, and he can't see me, I'm, and I'm throwing pennies at his head. So, uh, and, and, and he keeps turning back, and he can't see the players that are doing it. So I did about five and six times, and then the sixth time he got up, and he yelled at Darby Hendrickson that wasn't playing too, that was behind him. He started yelling at it. He lost it on him, and Darby didn't know what he was talking about, but he acted like that guy just has problem, right? <laughs> so 
I don't say anything. I'm, I'm laughing and I'm dying. I didn't say anything at all. And then it's time to walk back in the bus after the gang going back to the airport. And just before I walk back in the bus, I'm dying. I can't wait to tell him. I said, Robin, I got to tell you something. I'm the one that was throwing pennies at you and yell at Darby for nothing. It was the first time in my life I was afraid of someone. I thought he wanted to kill me. He started yelling at me, and he was like, he wanted to kill me. Right outside the bus, he said, you know what? I might be old. I'm going to fight you right now. I'm going to give it to you. He wanted to fight me. And then, and then you know, he called off, went in the bus. And people were all, everybody in the bus was like, what did you do to Robin again, George? Because people knew I was kind of the prankster. And then I told him the story, and people thought it was pretty pretty cool. And it, it took a while before he talked to me again, before we were friends again, because he really didn't okay, like Okay, wait it. a sec here. He got upset because you threw pennies at his head. You skated, yeah, you skated through me and destroyed me with a hit to the sternum, and I speared you and challenged you to fight, and then a minute later we were laughing. Yeah, no, you did, but that, you know, you had bigger, you had bigger reasons to, to be mad at me because <laughs> I actually I actually hurt you, but I didn't hurt him, you know? So, well, so how c- you I'm couldn't super- miss his head. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a gigantic cranium. George, great stuff. Robin's probably here that I'm going to be hearing about this in about 10 minutes. Hey, hey George. Hey, by, say- the way, by the way, hey, you promised me to... Send me the video of the 60 yards dash race. I gotta get it from. I thought Kevin Carius had the infamous uh, dash between uh, myself and Brownlee at the Edmonton Eskimos training camp way back in the day in about 2005, 2006. I remember Hugh Campbell with that voice. Bob, I knew you were gonna beat that large gentleman. I'd love to see that. All right. You, 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 were, you were rolling past the goal line, right? Yes, I, I fell and still beat him. That's all you need to know. Awesome, awesome stuff, George. Thanks, my man. Thank you, bro. It Thank is you. 151 in Edmonton. That is George LaRock for Contract Equipment Limited. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. You can get free two-liter Coke with a purchase of $35 or more online at Royal Pizza on the Royal Pizza app. You can visit royalpizza.ca. Star for recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Brendan Escott's a fan of the Texan. And we'll come back with this day in Oilers history. For a while, it was a good trade. We'll get to that when we return on Oilers Now. This text comes to us on the Ashley Five Floors text line from dedicated listener Ralph. Bob, uh, you have a show with dedicated listeners, and now you're moving your show from noon to 2 to a show start at 5 p.m. to whatever. There's going to be heavy pushback on this, and hopefully this won't happen. That one comes to us from dedicated listener Ralph. Well, not everybody agrees. Not everybody disagrees. Uh, we will continue to monitor things carrying forward. But the plan is for the fall, 5 to 7 p.m. on non oiter game nights. And then, Brendan, perhaps, how does it work on game days? So we will be on 90 minutes before every face-off show, which is on 90 minutes before every game. There we go. Three hours. There we go. Let's go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. We're going to Nashville in October with an Oilers Now roadie. And this was a significant day. I remember it well because this trade was sitting out there for a while. 
And we're going back to 2013 when the Oilers trade 2009 first-rounder Magnus Pajarvi and a 2014 second-round pick to the Blues for David Perron, who then put up 57 points in 78 games the following year, but was traded to Pittsburgh in January of 2015 for Rob Klinkhammer and a 2015 first-round pick, which was then shipped out in the Griffin Reinhardt deal. It became Matt Barzell. So the Oilers, in the end, traded what amounted to a first-rounder and two seconds for Griffin Reinhardt, ultimately. <laughs> All right. Uh, 156 in Edmonton. Uh, that one did not work out. Those sort of things happen. We will uh, have daily face-offs. Frank Saravalli for Horse Racing Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Racetrack in Casino every Friday and Saturday. For more information, head to thehorses.com. Frank will join us. So, too, will Hart Levine from Puckpedia, who will uh, discuss the contract situation with Evan Bouchard and potential arbitration case for one Ryan McLeod. Dave Campbell is guest hosting Inside Week, uh, Inside Sports this week. What's he got tonight? Uh, former Edmonton Eskimos punter Glenn Harper, executive director of Football Canada, Shannon Donovan, and an episode of The Elks this week with Morley Scott at 7.30. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. Chelsea on Chen, 3 to 6. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Back at you noon tomorrow.